Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever you might be joining us. Welcome to the Purpose and Beyond Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly R. Jackson. Let's just get right into it as we always do. This is Wisdom Wednesday, our Wisdom Wednesday podcast. And uh, listen, we got a lot to share on today. Um, you know, as, as always, we come come in in the middle of the week and, and try to share something with you um, that, that's just kind of been weighing on our mind. But let's, let's get to it on today. We've got... Um, a lot to share. So um, in the second half, in the second half of the podcast, um, we're going to talk about y'all forgive me for pausing because this, there's just a lot today. There's a lot today. Um, in the second half of the podcast, um, we're going to talk about how social media is, is eroding our critical thinking. Social media is eroding our critical thinking. And, and I'm just going to share um, with you, I guess, as I always do, some of my thoughts and how I feel um, about certain things. So I, I'm going to talk to you all about that in the second half on today about how I think social media is eroding our critical thinking. But in the first half on today, in the first half, we're going to cover the uh, Trump COVID chronicles, the uh, Trump, the Trump COVID chronicles. So so let, let's get to it. Um, unless you've been uh, just kind of living under a rock or anything like that. Um, you know that uh, this past weekend, uh, starting last week, Thursday night, going into Friday morning, uh, it was announced that the president had contracted COVID. And uh, he and his wife had contracted COVID. And uh, this was late Thursday night uh, into Friday morning. So we'll call it Friday morning, technically, because it was about 1 a.m. when it was confirmed that uh, the president and his wife had contracted COVID. And let me just give you the, the timeline before we get into everything. By Friday evening, uh, he was taken to the hospital uh, because he had a fever and his oxygen levels had dropped. He had to get breathing treatment, that kind of thing. So he goes to the hospital Friday. And uh, and y'all forgive me, this, this is not preachy by any stretch of the imagination because that would be blasphemous. And so by Monday, he stays there. He stays Friday. He stays Saturday. He stays Sunday. And then by Monday, he goes home. And so um, this sets off a firestorm um, with him being diagnosed with COVID because you get everything. And that's why we're going to talk about social media in the second half. You get everything from. You know, that's what he gets. You know, he's been playing fast and loose. He's been pretending that it's not real. Um, so it just serves him right to get COVID. You get everything from that all the way to he's faking. He's faking because he's trying to get the sympathy vote and so on and so forth. So there was this range of emotions uh, going on uh, this weekend. Now, before I get to and I actually did notes this time. And, you know, I haven't been doing notes a lot for Wisdom Wednesday lately, but I, I, I had so much um, I've been doing. I did some notes on this. So um, let me go uh, into the first part of this, this thing, the idea that the president has COVID. And I know um, that I am in the minority here and I'm in the minority uh, in this way, as I have been for the last few months in terms of. Um, what COVID means, uh, what's really going on, is it really real, all of this stuff. And I'm used to being in this space because I've pretty much been in this place for most of my life. I I've always been in the minority, uh, not just being a black man, but just be 
in a minority in my thinking. And so um, I know that at least as far as my timeline was concerned, um, I was in the minority because everybody had their theories about he's faking. This is fake news. It can't be real. He's it's October surprise and all of this stuff. And he's trying to get the sympathy vote. We're going to talk about all that today, but I was in the minority y'all because I believe not only did I believe he, he contracted it. I believe that he still has the virus in him and we're going to cover that today. And, and you know, the whole thing is there's a lot of people around him. He hosted an event for his Supreme court nominee. And this is turning out to be a super spreader event because a bunch of people that were there, senators, uh, Kellyanne Conway, other people, people in his cabinet, a bunch of people there are coming down with COVID and we're not even done yet. So um, I'm in the minority because I believe that he actually does have coronavirus. I'm in the minority. Um, I know a lot of people had a lot of their theories that they were sharing on social media. And again, we're going to talk about that today, but I'm in the minority. I think he actually does have the virus now. Um, well, let, let me just go ahead and go into that. Cause that's part of what we want to talk about. We talk about these COVID chronicles. Um, and I just mentioned to you all, there's so many people in and around the white house. Just, just, it seems like every day there's one, two, three, four more people that come down with COVID that have gone through the white house. So the white house has turned into a hot spot, right? And so, um, all of this, all of this, um, you know, in the midst of the speculation that he's faking or this or that, so on and so forth, there's so many crazy things he did, you know, he gets into, uh, this, this, uh, car and does a joy ride on Sunday to wave to his supporters, this car that's sealed, um, that can protect him from, uh, any chemical attack that he might face. So you know how it's sealed and he's sealed in there with his coronavirus with all these other people, um, this poor super secret serviceman. And so in all of this, in all of this, y'all, um, we, we, we have this conversation about whether or not he really has it. So let, let me, um, let me deal with that first. Um, I I find it interesting that people were saying he's doing this for a publicity stunt. And my my poor wife has had to listen to me talk about this for the last three days or however long it's been going on. And I told her, I said, I have been racking my brain trying to find the political advantage for Trump faking coronavirus the one thing that's likely to get him run out of the white house, he's going to pretend that he has it and bring it back into the conversation. Oh, he's trying to get sympathy. My question was sympathy from who after, after the last seven months of this presidency, who's going to be sympathetic to Trump, even people who are praying for him. And I did a whole sermon about how we need to pray for him as Christians. That is, I know that some people are not Christian, so that's, that's not you. But my, my thing is it doesn't benefit him politically. And even people who pray for him don't necessarily have sympathy for him. That seems like an odd thing to say, but you can pray for him and not necessarily have sympathy from the standpoint of, I'm praying that you get better. I'm praying that this doesn't kill you, but I really can't have sympathy for you because you have not only downplayed this, you have mocked people. 
for wearing masks. You've you've mocked the virus. You've mocked uh, the closing of, of, of certain cities and states and, and restaurants and things like this to keep people safe. You've mocked all of this. So I don't know if I can have sympathy for you because you seem to be trying to get it. But I can still pray that you're not taken out by your ignorance and your foolishness. So 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 there's that. There's that. Now, l- let me go a little bit further here. Let me go. Um, because, like I said, I racked my brain this weekend, y'all. And I said, I can't find a political advantage for him pretending to have COVID. And again, when people say the sympathy vote, I just said to you, who's going to be sympathetic to Mr. Trump? As mean as he's been, as difficult as he's been as a president, who's who's going to bring that sympathy? His base. They already love him. So so they're already sympathetic to him because he's losing the race. Right. So so. Let, let, let me go back a little bit, because I, like I said, I got some notes here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try not to be all over the place here. But let me go back to the idea that he's faking. And, the, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. Of course, it crossed my mind because he's a pathological liar. Of course, it crossed my mind that the president could be faking this. But but here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing. I've often said this, y'all, that that paranoia. This paranoia that we have right now in this country, this paranoia that we have amongst us that always thinks there's a conspiracy, this, that, and the other. I've often said that paranoia can cause us to miss the real conspiracy. And the real conspiracy is often that, 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 that things are being, uh, them, them telling you, oh, it's, it's nothing to see here, there's no big deal, or they're faking, right? And I've often said that the real conspiracy sometimes is it's not only what they say it is, is probably worse. And we often miss the conspiracy because we're so sure that we're being lied to all the time, but we always think that it's a lie to keep us. They're trying to stop you. Like when the virus first came, I mean, I saw so many conspiracy theories out there. There's no virus. They're just trying to keep you. They're trying to lock you down. They're trying to control you. I mean, I saw posts of people say, you don't even know anybody who died from Corona. It's not real. Oh, the CDC numbers are fake. People who die from coronavirus go to the website. It's much lower than, than, than what they're reporting on the news. I did podcasts on it because people didn't understand what there's a difference between people who died just of coronavirus and people whose death was caused by coronavirus, which means it inflamed, it, it, it exacerbated some other issue that they had and that caused them to die. But that's technically still a COVID death. So we had all of that. And somewhere along the way, y'all, we, we missed out on the fact that the real conspiracy sometimes is to keep you from knowing just how bad something is. So 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 how are you proving there? How are you proving there, Kelly? And the fact that Trump has been saying all this time that it's not real, it's not real, it's not real. And then we come to find out on tapes, he knows exactly how bad it is. He knows exactly how deadly it is. And it lines up with my thinking. And it's just like, no, I, I, I said that all along. I said, it's not that they're, they're inflating the numbers. They're actually deflating the numbers. And I've heard other people say, trust me, they said there's probably more people who have died of COVID than you know. The number's probably higher. Because there's some other people who died and we just just assumed that it was just that. And we didn't test everybody. There's some people who've gone into the ground because you thought it was just a heart attack. It was just a stroke. It was just this or just that. So so the number is probably higher, not lower. It's probably higher. What, what do I mean when I say that? Listen, 
what I'm saying is it's, it's automatically the thought that he's a liar. So he must be faking. And we never even gave consideration to the fact that maybe he is sick and they're not telling you how bad it really is. Now, now, here, here's, here's the thing. Trump and his lies have people so paralyzed with fear that they don't even consider logic anymore. Now, why am I saying that? And I'm not, and listen, I'm not trying to be mean. If anybody that, that I know and I love and I care about who has this other position than me, I'm not trying to talk about you and mock you. I'm just telling you how I feel, right? He, he, here's the thing when I say that he, he's got us paralyzed to the point of fear that we don't even consider logic anymore. My issue is, especially again, a lot of this came to me on social media. There's a lot of people who have turned off the news. They're sick of watching the news. They don't want to hear anything about it. They're tired of Trump lying to them. So they don't pay attention. They don't pay attention to anything that goes on. They don't pay attention to really how COVID moves in the body and so on. They don't pay attention to any of those things because they shut it off for their own peace of mind. And I'm not blaming them for doing that. However, I'm not one of those people. Again, my poor wife can tell you, I watch a lot of news. And I've shared this with you all on on here today uh, on, on this podcast before, rather. I said, I don't watch the news believing everything they tell me. But there's going to be some general information that they give you that cannot be disputed if you research it. And then every now and then they're going to go into their thoughts and their opinion. They'll try to spin it and slant it how they want to slant it. And I recognize when the slant starts, but I still need the information. Now, I'm saying all that to say a lot of these thoughts and these theories have come from people who have not been watching the news. Now, why is this important? Why is this important? If you have not been watching the news, then you don't know how COVID moves. You don't know how this stuff reacts. So, again, the idea that Trump is faking, right? And really, really, really what brought people home was the fact that he was home by Monday. Oh, well, it cannot be real because this is taking people in the hospital and it's taking them out and so on and so forth. Let me help. Let me help. You have a man and the president. He's the president of the United States. First of all, you have to understand that he's got access to medical care that you and I will never have access to unless we become president. That's the first thing you got to understand here. You're not going to get that access that he's got. This man in the early stages of COVID had shortness of breath and a fever and they took him to the hospital. Why did they take him to the hospital? Because they know if they leave him sitting here, it could get much, much worse. He's got to go so we can get him some treatment. That's not going to happen to you and I. Why? Because the hospitals are full of people who are almost dead and near death. So you have to be almost dead and near death before you can even get in the hospital. And that's why the average person will go into the hospital with COVID and stay much longer than the president because they don't get there in the early parts of the, of the virus. What do I mean when I say that? Any doctor will tell you about any disease at early detection is the best way to beat it. And because he, as soon as he felt the slightest symptoms, Get him to the hospital. You get him to the hospital. You put him on a floor where it's just him. He's got an entire team of doctors devoted just to him. He's got every drug available just for him. Of course, he's going to be back home in a few days. If you or I had that, you would be home in a few days. Other people would have been home in a few days, but we're just regular people. We have to go to the regular hospital that's already full of people who are dying of COVID. Why? Because you can't even get in there unless you're almost dead. 
There are so many people that I've seen on the news, so many stories that I've heard of people who tried to get hospital, get in the hospital and the hospital would not take them because they weren't bad enough and they had to go home and a lot of them died at home. If you're not watching the news, you don't understand all of this. So then you say, well, there's no way he's catching COVID and going home in a few days. He is if he's treated special. Which we should do for the president as much as people don't dislike people dislike Trump. He should get this kind of attention because he's the president. So so again, it, it causes you now. Now, again, now he's paralyzed us with these lies. And this is what I mean when I say that we don't even consider logic anymore. We don't even stop to think anymore and say, well, he, here are all the reasons. Well, he's lying to get sympathy. Well, here are all the logical reasons why this is political suicide if he's going to pretend to have COVID. It, it, it's, it's, it's too late for that. Had he done that three, four months ago, I'd be with you to turn the tide against. It's, it's, he's so far down in the polls. It's too late. And I'm not saying that he can't win. I'm just saying it's too late in the game to pull that. Right? And then also I have to consider the fact that when he comes out of the hospital, He's not, I'm going to use the right word here. I almost used another word. Not only is he the same jerk that he was before he went in the hospital, he's a bigger one when he came out. So that tells me also right there, he was not faking. Because if you're going to fake that, you got to come out and, and pretend that you get it and you're sympathetic and you understand that you were wrong, but you learned your lesson. This guy came out and basically said, oh, COVID's no big deal. That tells you right there he's not faking. That's not enough. Again, if you watch the news, when he does his press stunt after that, where he's standing on the balcony and all that other stuff, again, people ain't watching like I'm watching. I'm watching him labor as he breathes, breathing through his mouth. Anytime you're breathing through your mouth, you're laboring. And I'm watching him, and that tells me his lungs are compromised. Now, why is this important? Why is this important? Um, I'm glad you asked that question. My, my next note here is I said, I, I'm concerned. I'm, compar- I'm concerned when people say that all President Trump does is lie. Right. And then they fall apart when he tweets something. <laughs> when he tweets something. Right. Because they believe it to be 100 percent honest and factual. Why am I saying that? It's amazing that people will come on and tell you this is fake news. He never had this virus. He's lying, 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 lying. And then he goes out and he tweets and talks about how great he feels. He hasn't felt this good in 20 years and COVID's no big deal and blah, blah, blah. And people will say, see, I told you he didn't have it. And I'm saying, is he a liar or is he not? You believe him when he tweets something that lines up with your theory. Your theory was he never had it all along and he's going to come out and he's going to be super, right? And so that's going to mean he never, ever, ever had it because he don't have the complications that everybody else has. But it's interesting to me that they say this. He's nothing but a liar. But when he tweets something that lines up with your theory, all of a sudden he's telling the God's truth. Let me tell you what I think one more time, y'all, because I told you I think he had the virus. I think he still has the virus. And when he tweets that he's feeling great and he hasn't felt as good in 20 years and all this other stuff, I'm saying to myself, you know what? He's lying. What else is he going to say? He wants you to think he's Superman. That's his personality. Again, because I watch the news all the time and I see how this guy behaves and I see how he moves. There's nothing about his personality that would ever allow him to look weak and to be helicoptered off to a hospital. 
Why did he go home Monday? Why was he only there? Listen, again, watching the news, they said he demanded. Once the doctor said, we're going to monitor him, we'll see if he can go home tomorrow. Soon as he heard that, they said he did. Because again, here's what you got to know one more time about the Trump White House. I've never seen a White House so leaky. Somebody's always going to sell them out. When the doctor came out Saturday and talked about how well he was doing, his chief of staff said, well, he's not doing that well. His vitals were terrible Friday night. That's why we brought him here. And they said he was furious that this guy made him appear weak, even though you got helicoptered to a hospital. That it made him appear weak. You've got COVID, sir. But anyway, anyway, there's leaks and there's leaks in his wife. So all you have to do is pay attention. So, again, as I'm watching the news on Monday, I find out that he demanded to go home Monday. No matter what the doctors say, they're going to paint a rosy picture. But at the end of the day, they didn't want him to go home. He demanded to go home. So here's our thing. If he's really got COVID, what doctor in his right mind would let him go home? He can't have it because they would make him stay in the hospital. Let me help you out with something. I know of a family personally. A man had COVID and they wanted to keep him in the hospital and he refused to stay in the hospital and he signed himself out and he went home and died. He went home and died and and nobody really knows. I mean, whether he was just wanted to die at home. I don't know what the case was, but but what's the point I'm making here at the end of the day, they can't make him stay in the hospital. They can't make you stay in the hospital. If you don't want to stay, you can sign yourself out and go home. So the idea that he went home and somehow the doctors were in favor of that, that's garbage. That's garbage. He demanded to go home. What are you going to do? I'm going to send him home and hope for the best. And by the way, he's got medical facilities in the, in the White House. So even if he goes home, we can still monitor the president. Now, if it takes a turn for the worse, it's going to be tricky. But guess what? He's got a helicopter in his backyard. They'll just helicopter him right back to the. <laughs> this is why this is why it's not going to affect him like it affects you. And so so here, here's the thing, y'all, again, and I make that point. I, again, I know I know a family personally where the man signed himself out of the hospital and he did go home and die. But he signed himself against doctor's orders. He signed himself out of the hospital. So the fact that he went home does not mean that he was well. But when you want to when you want to support your theory. You're never even going to consider the other side of, well, he went home. Maybe he forced him to let him go. Nobody's thinking about this. And what's crazy is the idea that he would force him to let to let him go home lines right up with who he is because he's been forcing foolishness since he's been in the White House. So the idea to sit back and say, well, well, it would have never been this one. No, this is actually par for the course. This is this is actually who he is. He would make you let him go home so that he can appear strong. This is actually par. He's actually being Trump. But all of a sudden. This big liar. He's all of a sudden telling the truth because it fits our narrative. It fits the narrative that he never really had it. And this is why he never really had it, because he's already home. And I gave you, like I told you, I know a case personally. Where somebody had it. Didn't want to be in the hospital anymore against doctor's orders, went home. Why would why would Donald Trump disobey his doctors? 
the same reason you and I disobey doctors. And I'm not saying I have, but I'm saying the average person, if the doctor tells you to stop eating something, how many of us keep eating it? And you keep going back to the doctor for the same thing. And he says, listen, you're not listening to me. I told you, if you, if you stop eating this, you won't have these problems. I mentioned this one time in a sermon. I said, it's interesting that we'll go to the doctor with an issue. And the doctor says, hey, listen, in order to stop this from happening in your body, you got to stop eating this. We'll look at the doctor and say, can you give me a pill for it? And we're saying that because I don't plan to stop doing which I don't plan to do what you just told me to do. We disobey doctors all the time, but for some reason we think Donald Trump is going to obey a doctor who has Donald Trump obeyed in the last four years. He's rejected science, but he's going to listen to his doctor, right? He's going to remind that doctor, you work for me and I'm going home because I got to put on a spectacle for these people. I got videos and stuff to shoot, right? And so it's just, it's just interesting to me. That all of a sudden, we, this, this pathological liar, when he tweets and says, I'm fine, we believe him. Why do we choose to believe him on that? Instead of saying he's lying, he's probably sick. And, and let, let me go a little bit further here. Just because he may not die does not mean he's not sick. There, there are millions of people that have got this virus and they have not died. Their health is compromised. I can guarantee you he's going to be compromised for the rest of his days. Their health is compromised. But everybody that gets COVID doesn't die. I know a lot of people have that out of the 211,000 people that have died, but we've had like uh, uh, millions of cases. And everybody has not died. So, so, so the idea that he survives, that means he didn't have it. That's ridiculous. And older people have gotten it and survived. So it's, it's just ridiculous to say, well, just because he survived, he never had it. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't understand this. I don't understand this, right? I would believe it was fake, y'all. As I said earlier, I would believe it was fake if his tone had changed when he left the hospital. There's no point in faking it if you're going to come out and be worse than you were when you went in. Then what did you? What, 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 what are we faking? There's no sympathy vote for Trump. He's trying to get sympathy. There, there's no. Oh, he's trying to rally the base. He doesn't have to rally the base. The base is already rallied. They love him through and through. They're at. They're at. At, at rallies for Christ's sakes with no mask on because he told him to. He, there's nothing to do to rally the base. They're already in love with him. Well, there's the undecided voters. Let me help you all out with something. There are no undecided voters. I'm sorry. There are no undecided. And I'm not saying 100 percent. There's probably a handful of people that are living in Iraq or just as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't know what you're thinking. But there really are no undecided voters. There are people who are going to vote for Trump and people who are going to vote for Biden. And by the way, there are people who are going to vote for Trump that they don't want you to know. I believe Trevor Noah, Trevor Noah said this. He says there are no undecided voters. He says there's people who just don't want to tell you who they're voting for, for whatever reason. There are people who are still going to vote for Trump after everything we've been, we've been through, and they don't want to tell you that they're going to vote for him. They say, I'm undecided. I've seen the, the town halls and, the, the, and so on and so forth. And when you hear those people talk, if you listen to them long enough, they'll tell you who they're voting for. Those people that are voting for Trump, they're at these debates and things, and they're just like, please just say something to make me feel good about what I'm about to do. The people who are voting for Biden that are still kind of salty because it's not Bernie or they're not necessarily in love with, with Biden, they're like, just say something. But at the end of the day, they're looking at the other guy and they're like, I can't, can't pull a lever for you, sir. So, 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 so 
so where where are we right now? Where are we right now? Let, let me wrap this section up so I can get to this next section. Where are we right now in, in all of this? And, I, and I'm sure that I haven't done this whole thing justice in terms of everything that's been going on in my head the last couple of days. Um, but but I assure you, in my opinion, I don't I don't think that there was ever any faking going on. I think this is a guy who just does not take the, the virus seriously. I think he knows he has the best medical care and I think he expects to live. And I think he expects every, you know, I, I think he, he's, he's delusional to begin with. So this behavior doesn't surprise me that he got this virus and he's still running around like nothing happened. This has just been his deal. And I, I'm surprised that we've forgotten it. Right. So he, here's the deal though. Let, let me, let me, let me do this. And then I'm gonna get out of here on this section here. Imagine these people. Now he's come out and he says, you can live with COVID. You can beat it. Get out and live your life. Don't let it dominate your life and all this other foolishness. Right. Imagine believing what he says and getting sick. And then going to the hospital and says, hey, listen, we can beat this. Just give me what the president gave me. This is what the president had. Just give me what he had and and, and, and sent me home. I'm feeling a little un. Sure, I, I went and got a quick test and they said I got COVID. So here I am. But give me what the president gave you, what you gave the president, and then I'll just be on my way. And they're looking at you saying, sir, go home. Ma'am, go home. Take some Tylenol, drink plenty of liquids, try to keep your fever down. And if it gets really, really bad, call us back. And we may take you in and we may have a bed for you. This is the danger of somebody like this, because somebody's going to go out and say, hey, the president survived, so I can. And they'll lose sight of the fact that you don't have what the president has. In terms of care, in terms of support, you don't have what the president has. And if you get it, the chances of you dying are exponentially higher than the chances of the president dying. Exponentially And so it's dangerous that this man is making it seem like this virus is no big deal. It's no problem because there are people who are going to believe him. And the idea that all of this was a publicity stunt to boost anything. There's no scenario where that works out. I've seen people say, again, he's trying to get the sympathy vote. And I said, he's not, if he gets COVID, the COVID that he downplayed. He's not going to get a sympathy vote from people. It's actually more of a reason for them not to vote for him because you can't even protect you from it. So why would I vote vote for you? And then on top of that, your health is going to be compromised on the other side of this. So you're not really going to be fit to be president at any time. No, 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 we don't, we don't, no, we're not doing this. So, so, so that's completely backwards to me. Right. If he's faking it, I already told you he's got leaks all over the place in his administration. If he's faking, somebody's going to tell he was lying the whole time. How's that going to work out? And I'll say this to you all again. Had he come out different than when he went in, I would believe that he was faking. But he came out worse. The last couple of days that this man has been out of this hospital have been horrendous politically morally he's been worse he's actually getting worse so so all of that tells me that there's no way he faked it to come out of the hospital worse he could have just took those two days and continued to be who he was oh he wanted to make it seem like he defeated it okay he's already dying on this thing 
There was no, there was no sense in that. There was no sense in him faking it. And so again, y'all, it's a dangerous situation. And I, and I get, let me say this in, in closing on, on, on this section. I get some of the people who are posting and concerned and saying, I don't want y'all to lose focus. And, and my issue with that was I was like, who said they were losing focus? Who was so shook by Donald Trump having COVID that they said, well, I'm, I'm so shook I'm not even going to vote. Until I hear people saying things like that, that's not a point of concern. I don't think Donald Trump having COVID was going to stop anybody from voting for Joe Biden. I don't, I, it, again, logical thinking. Now, why would Donald Trump having COVID cause somebody to say, well, maybe I shouldn't vote for Joe Biden? To do what instead? Minds are made up. If anything has happened in all of this, you have some people, as I said, there are some people who ain't comfortable about, about voting for Biden. But if anything that's come, it's people who are probably going to vote for Joe Biden anyway. Maybe they didn't want to say it out loud, but they're more willing to say it out loud. But they were always going that way. Trump doesn't gain anything by lying. It's just another L. <laughs> it's just him losing again. And I just, like I said, I, I'm. it's interesting. I'll say this in closing. I know I said that a couple of times, but I got to get to this other section. It's interesting because I didn't write this down. I wanted to make sure I said this. It's interesting what Trump has done to the mind of people who don't even like him. We often talk about what Trump has done to the mind of his base, how he's messed them up and they turn their heads to all the horrible things that he's done. But it's interesting what Trump has done to the mind of people who don't even like him. We're paranoid. We're afraid. We're scared. We believe everything he says is a lie. We don't think about anything. We don't try to parse through it. I'm going to talk about that in, in, in the second half today. We just, we're, we're freaking out. And we, we try to make it seem like we're calm, but we're not. We're freaking out at everything that he does. And again, so far, so much so that we're, we're so, we're, we're so far gone that again, we think everything that he says is a lie. And it's all a big conspiracy and smoke screens until he tweets something that fits our narrative. And then we say, well, that part's true. This is what he's done to the people that don't even like him. They're on Facebook saying, see, he said he's fine. That means he was faking it. And I'm saying, man, so right that quick, he went from telling a lie on Thursday night to telling you the truth on Monday evening. You thought he was lying when he said he had it. But you believe them when he said, I beat it and I feel better than I did 20 years ago. Come on, y'all. It's a dangerous place, not just for him being president, not just for all that. But it's amazing what he's done to our minds. The people that that wouldn't even support him. It's amazing what he's done to their minds and gotten them to a place where they don't even critically think anymore. They just say, oh, my God, the sky is falling. And I just want y'all to think about it a little bit more. I just want y'all to think about it a little bit more. Listen, that's all the time that we got for this first half. I I, I went over a little bit, um, but I want to get to the second half um, of Wisdom Wednesday on today. So um, I'm sure I didn't say everything I wanted to say, but I'll I'll do it on another podcast. So um, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. I will come back on the other side and we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk about social media and how social media is eroding 
our critical thinking. So we will come back on the other side. Hey, we hope that you're enjoying what you've been hearing thus far on our Wisdom Wednesday podcast right here on the Purpose and Beyond podcast. Listen, why don't you do me a favor? If you like what you're hearing, go ahead and hit the subscribe button. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, we encourage you to go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. And we believe that it'll be an encouragement to you. We believe that it'll be a blessing to you. If you'd like to keep up with us on the ministry side, the best way to do that is to check us out at our ministries website. That website is www.krjministries.org. Again, that's www.krjministries.org. If you'd like to purchase any of our written works, best way to do that is to find us at the publishing website. That is www.krjpublishing.com. One more time, www.krjpublishing.com. Listen, why don't you stay tuned and we'll be right back with more of our Wisdom Wednesday podcast. All right, welcome back, Wisdom Wednesday. Welcome back, and uh, we're going to take care of the second half of this podcast, and then we're going to get on out of here. And so we talked about the the Trump Chronicles, uh, the Trump COVID Chronicles in the first half on today. And uh, this second half, um, I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about how social media uh, is eroding, in my opinion, social media is eroding our critical thinking. And, and I mean, when I, when I talk about critical thinking, I, w- I want to talk about this from the standpoint of um, right in line with what we saw uh, with everything surrounding uh, the president this weekend. And uh, I, I want to, again, right around all of that, that we saw with, with the president. And I, I want to have this conversation from the standpoint of it, it just seemed like social media was influencing a lot of the way we were thinking a lot of the way that we were feeling. Um, it's just interesting to me how, how, how we got there and how we got to this place. And, and I want to talk about it because I, I, I thought, I thought that when I saw a lot of people's comments and a lot of people's concerns uh, concerning all of this, uh, it just seemed like to me that we, we just weren't really thinking. And this is just my opinion. And again, I don't want to offend anybody. I pray I don't offend anybody, but um, this was just my, my thinking that uh, we weren't really thinking. And uh, I think I mentioned this um, on one of the other podcasts. Um, If I didn't, I mentioned it now, I think I did mention it, but there's a, a documentary on, on Netflix, by the way, called the social dilemma. And if you have not watched it, I encourage you uh, to watch The Social Dilemma. And uh, it's kind of along the same lines of what I'm talking about when I talk about what social media is doing to our thinking and, and what I consider our critical thinking. And so l- let me share um, why that lined up with what I was talking about in relation to um, Mr. Trump. Um, and all, all of it kind of ties up together. Um, we have abandoned like news and investigation in favor of posting so that, that people can share our opinions. This is just my thinking. And I, and I'm not telling you all anything, um, you know, again, that I haven't seen on social media. I'm act, I'm very active on social media, but uh, in relation to what was going on with the president, I'll just use that as, as, as an example, since we're there in relation to what we've uh, what we've seen concerning the president, 
when I when I checked into social media on Friday morning after the president had been diagnosed and all this, when I checked in on social media Friday morning, again, I saw a ton of he's faking, he's faking. And all of a sudden it was just this whole just just deluge of people. He's faking this and that. And I saw all of this and I said, you know, again, as I shared a lot in the first half of the, the broadcast, I said, was well, anybody watching the news? Or are we just talking to each other on social media? Are we watching news blurbs that say, hey, the president's got COVID? And we say, no, he doesn't, and turn it off. Are, are we looking to see what's really going on? Are we really investigating? And I, and I get part of that because, again, as I said in the first half, and it's true, he's a pathological liar. He lies about a lot. But do we just wrap it up and he's lying, he's lying, he's lying? Or do we say, well, let me investigate and see if he really does have COVID. Now, again, if you've been watching the news and you see how this thing is spreading through the White House right now. I'm not telling you it's 100 percent impossible that the president is not lying. But the probability that he <laughs> is pretty high that he's telling the truth. Because all of these people that that were in contact with him and around him have COVID. And I know a lot of people are thinking, well, you know, he's been going to these events. He's been doing this. He's been doing that. And he hasn't come down with it yet. L let me tell you something. So many of us have been doing stuff. And I'm not saying me because I'm certainly not. But so many of us have been doing things where we probably could have come down with COVID by now. And we have it. Well, some of us have been places without masks on, without really protecting ourselves. And we could have come down with it. And we have it. And again, the fact of the matter is that he hasn't been around people. He's just been at events. He hasn't been close to these people. Even he said it himself. I think I brought that up on last week's podcast where he says, listen, I'm up here and they're down there. But it just so happened that it made it inside his inner circle. Right. So and that's, and that's because all of them have been living how he's been telling them to live. Just don't worry about your mask. Do whatever you're going to do. So on and so forth. So, again, it was just a matter of time. If y'all keep living recklessly, yeah, yeah, it's going to get to you. But but again, and I'm going to say this as a side note, I don't want to go back uh, too much to the beginning, uh, but that was part of our conspiracy theory thinking. Well, they, they have a vaccine. That's why they never get it. They have a vaccine. They, they got something they hiding from us, right? So so we, we, again, let me go back to social media, though. Because we, we didn't stop to say, okay, Let's let's look at the news and see what what's being said, because if we watch long enough, we'll see clues that maybe he doesn't have it. Maybe he doesn't. Maybe he is lying. We'll see some clues. But I'm telling you all, as somebody who watched the news and again, I don't believe every I know somebody you believe everything you see on the news. That's not true. But I saw enough and I know enough about COVID. Again, I've had family members that have had COVID. I've, I've church members have had COVID. Other people, friends that have had COVID that I've talked to. And, and again, I've watched and I've studied and I've looked at some of these things because I got an, an 83 year old mother that I'm, I'm, you know, part of the reason that nobody can really come visit is because I'm like, yeah, I, I don't want this to affect her. I got a wife with bronchitis. I don't want that to affect her. So I'm constantly on my wife. Don't go anywhere without your mask on. Right. So I've done my homework. I've researched it. And so that's kind of where my thought process came from What I believe he does have it. Because, again. When he shot the first video before he went to the hospital, I could see in his face there was something wrong with him. When he came home and I looked at him and I saw how he was breathing and it was labored, his lungs are compromised. 
Might have pneumonia, might have pneumonia setting up, who knows? So in all of this, y'all, again, I did some investigation. Rather than just sit on social media and talk to people who share my opinion, I said, let me go and find out what's really true. Oh, or really what's likely to be true. It may not be true, but what's likely to be true. And what social media has done it's caused us to, again, I said it's eroded our critical thinking because we're like, I'm not doing all of that. I'm just going to jump on social media and talk to other people who are just as leery as I am. Instead of saying, let me investigate. You, you know, again, um, and really quite honestly, y'all, this is, the, this is the real herd immunity. Where we all get together and we just say things to each other till we're all immune to chasing down facts or chasing down news and things like this. And this is what I was just getting ready to say. This happens a lot in my profession. You know, preacher Reverend Jackson, there's somebody who was told by somebody else that religion ain't this the Bible is a white man's Bible and all that other stuff. And somebody, and nobody, nobody says, let me research for myself again not just research based on what the person that I like has been saying. My favorite rapper told me this is the white man's Bible. Did you research to see if it really was a white man's Bible or did you just take his word for it? Did you find out why he thinks the way he thinks? Because maybe like a lot of people, he's been mistreated at church. And so he's off church and it really ain't got nothing to do with the Bible. Did you do your research? Did you do any critical thinking? Because again, as a preacher, I've seen that left and right on social media in terms of this, the white man's Bible or whatever, so on and so forth. And all it takes is a little bit of research to find out that the same Bible you hold in your hand wasn't the same Bible that the slave owner used. He took some passages out, right? And even if it was, he was talking to people who could not read the language, so they did not understand. So maybe you research that Bible for yourself. Well, no, y'all got an agenda. The guy who's talking to you may have an agenda, right? It's eroded. And this is, like I said, this is the real herd immunity. When you basically have people who are basically saying, I'm not going to do any research myself. I'm going to wait till somebody posts links on social media. And that's going to be my facts, right? It's eroded. And again, that, that documentary social dilemma lines up with all this. It has eroded our critical thinking and it has separated us into groups. Even with this, this, this president Trump thing, there's I saw it on my feed. There's groups of people who believed he was lying. I really couldn't find anybody who believed he was telling the truth. Quite honestly. Again, they didn't believe he was telling the truth until the truth that he told on Monday in their opinion lined up with their theory. And they didn't say, well, I'm skeptical of you saying you're all right. How could he behave? How could he be behaving like this if, if he's not all right? And something that I always share with my wife, I said, when somebody faces an illness like that, that can take them out when they survive it, one or two things happen. They become more cautious or more brazen. They become more cautious because they're concerned. They say, hey, listen, this could happen at any time. Let me take care of myself. Or they become brazen. They say, hey, I beat it. So I'm invincible. Right. So, 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 so here it is, y'all. Here it is. I'm, I'm going to be out of here in just a couple minutes on this. We need people. We need people. And I posted this on social media, strangely enough. And I'm going to talk about that before I end up here. We need people that think critically and not just fearfully. 
And social media does not lend itself to that. People who think critically and not fearfully, particularly these days. And again, I'm going to point you one more time to that documentary, The Social Dilemma. Because in that documentary, it showed how Facebook in particular has divided us into certain groups and how certain things show up in your news feed and certain things that show up in my news feed based on our activity. And so Facebook has basically decided that they're going to separate us. Starts off with saying, well, I'm going to show you this stuff because these are your interests. But in this political season, in this racially charged season or whatever, it really is separating us. It's not really about, it's not like an ad. Let, let me show you more shoe ads because you seem to like shoes. But if it's a situation where you seem to like Trump, so I'll show you more Trump stuff. You seem to like Biden, so I'll show you more Biden stuff. By doing that, though, you're separating a country that needs to come together. And a lot of times it's divided by race. Because the president is a racist. And so we need more people that are think critically, which means I'm going to dig for information no matter what. All of the people on my newsfeed are saying, because I can tell you right now, if there's anybody, anybody that's on my friends list that, that listens to my podcast regularly, they might unfriend me. I don't know. Some people might unfriend me because I think I'm going off on them because I said, no, nah, I think you're wrong. I don't think he was ever faking. I, I think he was telling the truth. I think he really is sick. And I think had most of us just sat down and critically thought about it and said, listen, Let's think about it. Let's do some research. Let's analyze this because a man may not be lying. And I, and I think he, I think that's been borne out. So here's the thing, y'all. Here's the thing. Let me, let me do this. We'll do a couple more things and I'll be done because of this, this, this fear that we have, these conspiracy, our conspiracy mindset is so far. Like I said, it's so far, so far gone. Now I don't even understand it. And, and, and again, I'm gonna repeat this one more time. I'm not telling you that there aren't some conspiracies out there. I'm not telling you there aren't some things out there that's shady, but I really don't know that it's as much as we think it is. And I said this, sir, I think Trump has done more to warp the minds of people that don't even support him than, than they think he has because you're on pins and needles and you're scared about everything. You're paranoid, paranoid about everything. And we're so afraid of being fooled y'all that we don't even know how to accept things at face value anymore. The president has COVID. No, he doesn't. What's the plot? What's the, what's the, you know, that's, that's, that's immediately what we go to. You see stuff on social media right now. So if for, I'll do it for example, like this, um, they'll do something, all these little challenges they like to do. Oh, firstborn challenge. So they start doing firstborn challenge. All of a sudden, somebody says, hey, stop putting all your kids on there because the pedophiles are getting pictures of your kids and putting them on their website. I'm not saying it is or isn't, but I'm just saying, my God, is that where you went with this? And do I need a hashtag for a pedophile to find a picture of my kid and put it on the website? And, and, and let me be real with y'all. As disgusting as that is, I'm not as worried about that as long as he ain't got my kid. Right? But but it's it's... Even when things like that nefarious things happen, this this culture that we're in right now, it causes us to be so afraid 
and so fearful of every little thing. And for some reason, we will not let go of social media. You're that afraid, but you're still here. Right. We don't take things at face value anymore. We're skeptical about everything. And again, I know for some people, they're like, well, 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 Kelly, you're saying we need critical thinking. That is critical thinking. I don't think it's critical thinking to be skeptical about everything. Critical thinking for me is you can investigate and find out, is this true? Does this make sense? Does this hold water? And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. But if it does, don't be afraid to admit, you know what? This is really true, even though I thought it wasn't. And I was telling people that there was a secret plot and I've come to find out there was no plot. What do we do when we, when we find out there's no plot? Right. Something I shared in the Bible class. I got a couple more minutes here. Something I shared in the Bible class that I was teaching um, just on this evening as the recording of this, this podcast. And I said, Facebook needs to have a retraction button. Because what's really going on, y'all, is that a lot of people, as I'm saying that we need more critical thinking, a lot of people literally go to Facebook for their news, but they don't necessarily go for articles and things like that. They go to see what other people are saying. This is why you see memes floating around with false information on it and we'll share it as if it's factual. People, people get their news honestly for memes we'll share memes with pictures of celebrities on them with quotes that these celebrities never said and people will share it <laughs> Be like that's right that's right you tell them will smith <laughs> you tell them ice cube even sharing quotes and i'm like these people never even said this i can't even find any reference anywhere scrubbing the internet to find out if you really said this and i can't find any reference anywhere of you really actually saying this but we share it as if it's gospel this is what social media has done no critical thinking one of the things i've told my wife i told and she she's gotten much better at it my wife used to share articles sometimes with crazy stuff in it not like real crazy stuff but I'm like, honey, take that down. I said, stop, don't share anything. If you're not willing to go and verify the information, don't share stuff. Or if it's somebody that's written a blog and it's their opinion and you agree with it, that's fine. That's fine if you agree with it, but don't share it as like news because it's a difference between news and opinions. This podcast, these are my opinions. Now I'm telling you about stuff that's been reported, but the most of what I'm saying to you is what I think. Right. So, so, you know, I, I told my wife, I said, don't do that. I said, don't share Don't just share stuff. I don't care who shared it. If you're not going to click the link and read the article, because again, we'll share stuff based on headlines. We don't even read the articles. We'll share stuff based on headlines. We're not going to read the article. We're not going to verify the information and see, well, let me find out if that's really true or not. And it has destroyed our critical thinking. So let me say this, and then I'm gonna get out of here. So one of the things I thought about as I was prepared to do this podcast and I said, man, I'm going to say this about social media. You know, I've really been affected by what I saw on that documentary, the social dilemma and how Facebook um, is kind of an irresponsible in terms of making sure that this stuff isn't really doing what it's doing right now. Um, and I don't think that's what Facebook was started for. I don't think that was their intent. I think that's what it's turned into. And I think it's profitable for them because people are using the platform. And so the idea becomes, well, when does Facebook do something about it? I'm like, they don't care. They're making money. 
They don't care that 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 you know white supremacist groups are growing. They don't care um, that people are so so rallied around the president they'll commit violence against other people and they start Facebook groups to get together to do this kind. Of, they don't care about that. They're concerned about their numbers, and they're not going to do anything about it. If you don't want that, it's up to you to do something about it. And so in the midst of all of that, in the midst of even what, you know, what I saw in the documentary, but, but quite honestly, more, more of what I saw this weekend, where I saw people really posting things again, concerning the president's health. And again, it's all right if you think he's lying, but I'm saying you're saying this and I don't even see where you're saying, well, I've investigated and I, I, this is, this is, I have, I have, no, they, people just use their own logic and say, these are the reasons I think. And instead of doing some critical thinking and some research and says, I know what I think, but let me go and do, cause, cause the information is available. Let me find out what happens with people with COVID to see if any of this supports what I feel. Let me find out because I could be wrong. And I'm saying all this to you all, because uh, uh, I'm told you all, I watched a lot of news. I know why I feel the way I feel. I've been watching this thing since the beginning. I know what COVID has done to people. I've, I've seen interviews of people who've had it. I've seen different stories. I've seen people who, you know, they had it, never showed any symptoms. I've seen people, quite honestly, whether we believe it or not, I've seen stories of people who went in and they were home in a couple of days. I've seen people who went in, they were home for a couple of days, but they're still fighting months later. I've seen people who were in the hospital for months dealing with this thing. It varies. And I'm saying that to say again, it's not improbable that the man could have gone in the hospital and came home in a couple of days, especially considering the care that he got, which is not like anybody else's. But with all of that, with all of the, the stuff that surrounded that, I, I basically, and I'm not, you know, making any grand announcements so you all can say, oh my God, you know, it's not that. But but I, I just kind of did some soul searching for myself and I said, you're going to have to pull away from that for a while. You have to reevaluate how you go about social media. Because again, I saw the grouping of people just on the strength of, I don't like Trump and I think he's a liar. So he's lying now to never even consider. Maybe I should think about this now. Again, I know people are, well, why should I care that much about what Trump thinks? And also, honestly, I know you don't like him, but he's the president. And this is a matter of national security when he gets a virus inside him that could kill him. And by the way, from what I know about the virus, he's still not out of the woods yet. No matter what he says, he's still not out of the woods yet. Right. So if this man gets sick or if he winds up really, really becoming incapacitated. Then it's a matter of national security. So, yeah, we should care about what's going on with him and we should want to know whether or not this. And I know and, and somebody might be listening and saying, well, you know, social media ain't about all that. It's just a bunch of fun. I'm like, OK, well, if that if that's what we're doing for fun, not even thinking anymore. If we're not going to do that, then maybe I don't want to have that fun no more. And so I I had to do some soul searching again, this, this, not just this episode, but also along with that documentary, one more time, I want to encourage you to watch that documentary um, going along with that. I said, you know, we have to do something different for our own sanity. 
We have to do something different for. And I have several pages. Um, I've got a ministries page. I got a page for my radio broadcast. I got a page for my publishing. And I've threatened this before, and I've said this before. Like Kelly, you just have to stick to your work, and stay out of, you know, all of that stuff. Stick to your work. And so I, I'm going to make a concentrated effort to just kind of do that. Just kind of stick to my pages and stick to my work, and do that. Maybe I'll share some stuff on my page, but I got to pull away from that because. Again, I got off social media all day Friday because I saw all of these people talking about how this ain't real with nothing to back it up. It was just their gut. And again, that's fine, but it just really concerned me. And I guess what concerned me, because I saw some people who were leaders and they weren't really sharing anything to say, okay, based on my research. I don't think he really does have it or whatever. They were just saying what they felt. And I think we take for granted, especially those of us that are leaders, we take leaders rather, we take for granted how much people hang on what we say. And if we were more responsible, if we will, to be careful not to say things that will cause people to not critically think because a lot of them probably will not do it. They'll just hope that you did it for them. And again, I know that we're we're at it. Well, no, Kelly, it's just fun. Maybe I don't want to have that fun no more. And may, maybe it's time to reevaluate um, because when it starts to get you to a place where you're not even willing to just sit down and again, not just think on your position, but maybe go and dig up some stuff and say, is my position valid? Is Is what I see when people ask me about my faith, why do you believe in God? Why do you believe? Why do you believe? I, I've done the research. But I also have the evidence of my life and it matches up with things that I've read in my Bible. So this is why I believe I don't just say, well, somebody told me because that's how most of us come to faith anyway. Somebody told me. But at some point you got to do it for yourself. And so maybe it's time to reevaluate. I'm not going to tell you all what to do. It's time for me to reevaluate social media and say, maybe, and I've heard so many people say, this is why I got off. This is why I got off. This is why I got off. And I've got to be honest. I've been reluctant and I'm close. I'll close here. I've been reluctant to let go of Facebook. You know, I share pictures of my, my kids there and, and keep in touch with people there and so on and so forth. I've been reluctant to let go of Facebook and it's just a selfish thing because I'm like, I don't want to give it up. But eventually I came to myself and I said, listen, you, you probably need to just do that. And again, not give it up, but maybe you need to spend more time on your other pages. And again, I've threatened to do that before, but I think I have to do it seriously now after this weekend, because I was like, we, we not even thinking anymore. The idea that, that Trump could get COVID and it would cause people who are voting for Biden to say, well, you know, we, well, to a point we got to say, stay focused. Still got a vote. And I, and I still said, and I said, well, we should at least see a proliferation of people saying, well, because he's got COVID, I'm not going to vote now. We should see that before we panic into that. And I think that's something that that's a result of social media. And it's also a result of really what's happened to this country the last four years that we're so paranoid that we think, oh, my God, it's going to work. I just, you know, so. You know, that's but I, I just think that we need to be mindful of what we see on social media and how it changes our thinking or lack thereof. So I'm going to end it right there. That's all the time I got. I'm going to end it right there. 
Um, that's all. I will pick this up on another time. That's all the time we got for Wisdom Wednesday. Um, I don't know if I helped you. I don't know if this was a therapy session for me. Um, it's probably the latter. But um, I don't know if it helped you or whatever. I don't know if it was entertaining. I don't know if somebody said, let me go unfriend him right now. Whatever the case may be, that's fine. That's fine. We'll be okay on the other side of it. Let me give him my tag. As we always do, if you'd like to keep up with the ministry, check us out. The ministry's website, ministry's website, www.krjministries.org. If you'd like to purchase any of our written works, uh, you can check out the bookstore at www.krjpublishing.com. As always, we encourage you to like, subscribe to the podcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, and uh, keep up with us so you can know when new episodes become available. That's all the time that we got for Purpose and Beyond Podcast. We appreciate you all for stopping by. We'll see you all on next time. Be blessed.